broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 267. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. And Zoner, you're actually technically a jerk. <laughs> That's not the word I would use. Well, we, we hit record, so I can't tell you what I really think. For anyone, I, I'm thinking it it ends with all. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, it, because we don't do pre-show recordings anymore, everyone else missed out on Zoner finding the creepiest pictures of haunted dolls and uh, flooding the chat window with them. So thanks for that. Yeah, I'm a jerk. Um, and his jerkiness is brought to you by our friends over at KryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, Geek Factor Radio, Radio KSCR, WP Cycle Hosting, and Open Book Audio. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Thank you to our sponsors for not, like, hating us. Well, they, you don't send them pictures of ghost dolls. I don't. Schmitty, you live. Sort of, kind of. Ish. Maybe. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he he brought the dolls with him. <laughs> oh. Let's just go no, straight. No, that was you, Zoner. <laughs> that was you. So uh, let's go right into the feedback, shall we? Glue writes. Yes. Um, if Google does implement these different colored links, they should do something like this. Green links equals .gov. Purple .edu. Yellow, paid link ads. Rainbow links, very popular links. Brown links, foreign website links. Gold links, super awesome links. Booger green, dumb. Pink, links your friends have clicked on in a group chat or whatever. And black links, links that people have found viruses on. Maybe it would be an extension, and there would be the new default color coding, but you could make your custom color coding. Maybe a kid-safe mode. It'd be cool if you were shopping around for a certain item like a phone or a certain Lego set, and with your browser, you could set all the links with blank, item, or orange. And then when you're web surfing, you can scroll super fast and stop only at the orange links. Is this possible? I have no idea. Now, yes, they bold out keywords under the link, but this is cooler. I'm not sure what happened last week, but my iPod never showed episode 265. And I couldn't access your website. So this week I was eventually able to access your website and I got two hours of stolen droids. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Cool. This sounds like you're trying to turn the internet into a 1992 <laughs> bulletin board system. Well, the, the first thing that I imagined was was uh, MySpace. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it, it's going it's to turn out to where like you'll see links... Uh, like all glittery or like have animated stars around them. But you know what? On the same note, I have to give credit where credit is due. Part of that might be a good idea. Maybe not all the different colors he was suggesting, but I like the idea of having maybe a, you know, gold links for recommended ones from your friends or, or even just icons next to them. Like, Hey, your friend likes this. Well, they did that with the plus one. They did that for a while. Yeah. From <clears throat> Google uh, what's it called? Google Plus? Yeah, yeah I think it's Google <laughs> Plus. I I, I want to see all of Google get overhauled so it's like Homestar Runner's landing page. So when you scroll over different links, you know, email, <laughs> tunes, you know, just <laughs> every time you go over something. And if you don't know Homestar Runner kids, ask your parents. Um, wow, we are old, aren't we? We are so old. My kids have the Homestar Runner figurines. They love it. They love it. Yeah. I'm raising my kids right. Exactly. Um, we have another email from Paul. Hi, guys. Just got back from flying on a holiday where I spent a week in Hong Kong and South Korea. I recently bought a Nexus 6P and thought it would be a popular choice in Asia. I was wrong. South Korea is literally militant on LG and Samsung to the point that the phone shops just don't sell alternatives. To that point, 99% of cars are Kia and Hyundai. Hong Kong is more diverse in brands, but LG is a strong player. I did, however, not see any LG G5s. I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on LG's direction on the multifunctional smartphone. Personally, I think it's a dead end and a dangerous avenue that jeopardizes the momentum LG has built with the G3 and G4. In Europe, anyway. Not sure of its popularity in the U.S. 
With the iPhone 7 rumors coming in thick and fast, do you think that it's time for Apple to pull in some proven and staple features from the Android arena, such as waterproof, wireless charging, dual camera, quad HD screen? Also, with regards to the EU bashing the UK is vast approaching the in-and-out referendum. However, Obama did state that if the UK leaves the EU, it would have a huge effect on trade with the US. Also in Scotland, they're more pro-EU in England. So the politicians are citing that an EU exit for the UK could spark another Scottish independence referendum. Anyway, thanks again for the podcast. There's a lot of um, acronyms there in that last paragraph. I got very confused. Yeah. Uh, You know, Obama talking about if the UK does what they want to do and leaves the EU, then European Union, sorry, Zook. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and UK is United Kingdom. So I got like that. them Brit them British peoples. Um Yeah, that just right there almost set me like into into rage mode cuz I heard that and when I heard it I was like yelling at my radio while I was driving into work. Um I I won't lie here. I have no clue what's happening over there. Yeah, there's the EU's a mess. That's that's all you need to know. As is evidenced by their lack of uh, technolo- technological understanding. Oh, we'll get into that. Yo, yeah, but there was some other feedback there too. What? Um, there, yeah. there was a lot. Apple phone features. Well, Schmidt, you're an Apple uh, user oh, yes. now. Yes, Mac boy. So not by choice. <laughs> I was surprised to learn because I read this and I'm like, well, no, Apple already has a few of those features. No, they really don't. And the one I was most surprised by was the quad HD screen because the iPhone and the iPad has the retina display, right? So surely they must have an incredibly pixel dense screen. No, you you would think, but they're really not that innovative. Well, I so I, I pulled up the <laughs> iPhone 6s um, plus which is their biggest, fastest phone right now, right? It's a 5.5-inch screen. It's a 1080 screen. That's it. It's just 1080. And it has half the RAM, half the onboard storage as any other of the flagship phones. It has a slower LTE speed. I can't put my finger on the CPU because, of course, Apple categorizes theirs differently. I, w- I was I was kind of surprised, honestly. I really thought Apple had the screen market still kind of cornered. That's what they keep advertising. Oh, yeah, that's like a huge selling point for them. But so is putting the headphone jack on the bottom of the phone. I mean, Apple's really not that clever at this point, I don't think. I would think, Paul, to, to more directly answer your question, I would think that they are not to the point of waterproofing their phone yet. Which, to me, is odd, because to me, this is my takeaway for them. I have a Galaxy S7, and mine is waterproof. I have yet to test it. I've just so conditioned myself over the years to, you know, not put my phone in a sink full of water. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> and I know that they advertise that it's waterproof, and I, I should be able to do that, and I'm still not doing it. It's just I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. But to me... Whenever they show ads like that or they, they have a picture of the SIM card slot or the speakers and they say, yeah, this is waterproof, to me that speaks of high-quality craftsmanship. It may not be, but that's what I take away from it. And I think Apple would benefit from that because that's always what they're pushing, right? Look how finely built our devices are. Well, if they're so finely built, how come they can let water in like a poser? <laughs> <laughs> That is a good point. But I don't think they're there yet. Wireless charging, however, I think they would be very foolish if they didn't start looking at bringing that onto the iPhone. Oh, yeah. I mean, if only because think of uh, if they bring out their own wireless charging standard, think of all the different accessories they could sell you. And you know that they would. Oh, Totally. This yeah, you, this wireless charger can only work with Apple products. Yeah, yeah, you know that they'd be gone, or, or they, 
they they'd be all over that. Your your money would be gone. Introducing the new MacBook Air. It has a wireless charging pad right in the wrist guard. You can just set your phone down on the laptop and it charges it automatically. Makes sense. And then you put your MacBook Air on another charging pad and it charges automatically. It's like Macception. <laughs> We've got to go deeper. Um, in regards to the whole LG and Samsung thing in Korea, that's not really surprising at all. No, it's not. The thing that's surprising to me, though, he mentioned he got a, a 6P. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, Nexus 6P. I, I am amazed that T-Mobile does not carry those here in the States. They don't carry that or the Nexus 5X. So if I want to upgrade my phone, which I'm starting to get to the point where I think I'm going to need to soon to stay with T-Mobile... If I want to get a phone through T-Mobile, I'm probably going to have to go the Samsung or LG route. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that uh, HTC wasn't a bigger deal over there. I thought HTC was Korean. Am are I? They, or are they Chinese? No, I don't think they're Chinese. ZTE is Chinese. What does Google say? Taiwan. Taiwan. That would be why then. That's like China, isn't it? Or or Korean? They're they're all the same. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you saying we all look the same? Uh, a little bit, and uh, and you know it's like if you're, I don't know, from like south of Arizona, you're Mexican. Doesn't matter where you're from, you're Mexican. Um, as for not seeing any G fives, yeah, I think it's because it's a crappy phone. That is my own personal opinion. Um, and and Paul, I'm right there with you. I think it's a silly design. I don't think it's going to do um, HTC any, or sorry, LG or any LG. favors. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do them any favors. I think it was a novel idea, and if they had executed it better, I'd be saying something completely different. You know, you know, two days ago, Android Central came out with an article, and um, the title of it is the LG G5 UK review. Different to a fault. Novel <laughs> idea, yes. <laughs> but no. I am it is a novel idea. It is a really novel idea. Um I mean the entire idea of Project Aria is based on that same modularity. You know, yeah. hey, you don't like this particular feature, swap out the module. Yeah. The idea that you have to basically hard boot the phone to do so, well, okay, that's an inconvenience, but I guess I can see you know Maybe it's it's featured in two different ways. One, you have to do it because of the battery, and two, you have to do it because the phone has to start up with the new hardware. Okay, sure, I, I can I can take that. But the fact is that there's only a couple accessories for it right now, and chances are very high there may only ever be a couple of accessories, and that the fit and finish for that accessory bay, that modularity bay, is so poor. Very limited, too. Yeah, very limited, the fit and finish of it does not scream high-end phone. And even when the G3 and G4 and the G2 were all excellently designed, I don't know. I feel like they really, really missed the mark. Just saying. <laughs> so what phones out there are, are good right now that people need? Obviously, the Galaxy S7, the S7 Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, HTC has like tanked, and I think we're talking about that tonight. Or we talked we talk about, about it last, last week. Time? Yeah, their stock fell like sixty four percent, but the HTC ten is getting some really awesome reviews, and it looks really sweet. And then, so that may I be mean, a comeback kid for them. The LG G five is. Eh. The what v, we just talked about. The V10 is still a good, solid phone. Despite the fact it is quote-unquote last generation, it has a lot of the same features and just, I mean, neg- negligible slower speeds than this generation. Uh-huh. But it's dust-resistant, it's water-resistant, it's ruggedized. It's everything that everyone loved from the G3 and G4. So it's still a very good contender. There's the 6P. And honestly, if you're an iPhone fan, don't buy an iPhone until after their next their next conference. Because I'll bet you money they're coming out with something a lot better than the 6S Plus. Yeah, I, although the, the, uh, the 6S Plus is a pretty solid phone. People are pretty happy with it. So 
it's a solid contender only because it's such a mature operating system. What about like the Sony Z5? Have you, have you? I don't know anything about that one, which is weird for me. It doesn't get a lot of a lot of run. No. Sony doesn't get a lot of um, love in the smartphone market. I don't think. I think Sony makes consumer electronics only because it feels like it's duty bound to do so. Because <laughs> they've done it for so long. Yeah. Well, I guess we better make a new PlayStation. People are expecting it from us. You sound like Eeyore. Oh, well. I'll probably <laughs> screw it up anyway. Probably. Um, speaking of Google, we weren't really, uh, but we're, we're switching to Google now. Google had <laughs> but- their big I.O. conference a couple days ago. And in the past, we have mentioned how it feels like not a, a lot gets said. You know, there's always this big hype, and then there's really only one or two big announcements. I feel like this year was different. I feel like there was a whole lot of announcements. And I I have a strong feeling right around here that... Uh, Around where? Down, down, in the gut. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because I just saw your hands go down off camera. I, I couldn't tell. Unlike a lot of their conferences, we are going to see nearly everything they talked about and soon. You know what I'm saying? They, they've announced things in the past where it's like, hey, look, it's Google Glass. This is everything it can do. By the way, it can't do most of this stuff and you won't be able to see it for six months. But hey. Yeah, I was just going to ask, did they give us a Google Glass update? Do we know when Google Glass is going to like? Oh, no be one cares. Realized? On. Stop trolling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they did bring up the Google VR or Android VR. Yes, they did. How interesting is that? That they are bringing up their own competing device to go against their partners. Because you have the Samsung Galaxy VR, right? You have the LG VR headset. You have Google Cardboard sets all over the place. You have Oculus Rift. You have the HTC Vive. And now you have Google VR. Yeah. It seems like I'm starting to see their, uh, their MO is slowly becoming... Take what the manufacturers are doing with our operating system, and let's integrate it ourselves. Take it out of the proprietariness. That's a word. Roll with it. (laughs) And and let's make it our own, so we can, so everyone can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with the VR, everyone can can enjoy that now. I and I I I agree with you on that one. Um, Yeah, they they announced a lot. Let's take it through. The numbers here, okay? Um, Android N, they they released a third developer preview. Uh, Gave a bit of news on that one. We're going to touch on that. Uh, Google Home, which confused the three of us because we thought at first it was the same thing as Google at Home, which was their previous uh, Internet of Things smart home system. Um, And this kind of ties into that and I think takes its place in a way. A whole bunch of new stuff for chatting, of which I am thoroughly confused, and I hope you two can help me out. <laughs> I, I oh, yeah, that's a that's a rough one. So let, let's go through the history of of Google Chat. We had the original G Chat in Gmail, right? Uh, G Talk, G Talk. You're right. Yeah, yeah G Talk. Um, and then we had I Wave. Don't remember- well, yeah, there was Wave in there for a while. They said that was going to become the new chat. It didn't. Then they came out with Google Plus, where Google Chat was sort of integrated with that. But it was different than Google Talks. But it was different from Google Talk. So you could have two separate and, conversations with the same person on two different platforms. Yeah, and, and, and not, not to mention, don't forget Google Voice, which was also different. And Google Voice had its own chat. And then they announced Google Hangouts, which was supposed to put them all together. Well, no, no, not at first. At first, Google Hangouts was just this, what we're using right now. It was the collaborative video conference system. Oh, that's right. And that existed separately from Google G Talk. G Talk, yeah. And then they integrated the chat in with it. Then you had video calling and chatting all in Google Hangouts. Still separate from Google Voice, mind you. And yeah, Google Voice was like, what, eight months ago when they finally got SMS and everything in there? Yeah, just within the last year. You're right. And so now that they've got it all in Google Hangouts, mostly, 
now it seems like they're splitting it back up into Google Allo and Duo. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the, the products they were showing, Google Allo looks amazing. We should integrated with Google Assistant. Okay. We should explain what Allo is or Allo. Um, because Do we it, even know uh, what it is at this point? Well, it, it, it's a messenger app. To be yeah, put it but. real simply, real simply, it's a messenger app that you don't need a Google account to use. You only need a phone number. So it really is a messaging app, but it has an incognito mode. And when you activate that, it encrypts the conversation end to end. So if I'm in a conversation with Schmitty, if I'm texting back and forth and I enter in incognito mode, I'm assuming here because we have not seen this in action. It'll pop up on his screen. Zook has entered incognito mode. Except he hits accept, and boom, our text communication is encrypted end to end. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of do that in Google Hangouts now. In a, in a in a Google Hangout chat, you can put it in what uh, off the record. Off the record, yeah. And and uh, so I'm assuming it's the same thing, except for. They did mention encryption, where I don't think if you go off the record now, I don't think it encrypts it. Right. So I think that's it just doesn't encryption. save it. Um, on on one hand, I feel like this is Google just diluting its product structure again by suddenly throwing out all these other different options at me. But on the other hand, I kind of wonder if this is a way to prevent governments from trying to subpoena text message records. If they can say, hey, look, sorry, this isn't a text message. This is something through Google Allo. And, oh, by the way, it's encrypted. We can't get, We could give it to you anyway. You can't read it. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I just... I don't know what Google's doing with this. It seems <laughs> like there's a lot of confusion out there on the Internet with... Um, just with with all of what Google is doing in regards to their messaging apps. I mean, they came out with an S with Google messaging, what last year or the year before. I mean, they've got for, Hangouts, for Android, they've the app for Android. Yeah. Messaging yeah. for Android. I mean, there's all these different things that they've done. We've talked about them, but you know, it finally found with Hangouts or it finally felt like with Hangouts, that they were finding their stride a little bit. Yeah. And while Hangouts is far from perfect, it it really feels like, okay, well, they're improving on it. They're getting it to where it, it's functional. And now they're throwing all these things out, which, by the way, will not replace Hangouts. It won't replace Messenger. It won't replace all this work that Google has been doing. And so I'm wondering, you know... Is this an evolution? Is it a step forward in a different direction? Is it a step backward where they've been? You know, they haven't said we don't. We don't know if this is going to replace Hangouts or messaging. It, it might very be it very well be that they're rolling everything into Allo. We don't know yet. I think I actually but, saw something that said that they had confirmed it will that Hangouts is not going away. Oh, okay. Um, but one thing that I was confused about is why aren't they rolling these features into Hangouts? Like, exactly. Like you said, it's already been established that this is kind of the way they're going, and now it looks like they're diverting from their original plan. What I'm most confused about is, wasn't Allo already something? Wasn't it that... No, that's Ello, isn't it? No, Ello, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's totally different. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I, I think we should also mention that one of the features that I th- I thought was really cool was that you could add at Google into your conversation, and then it turns into like a group googling. You could each of you, anyone in the in the group chat, could Google something, and you all see the results right there in the chat, which could could just be a, a novelty thing. Sounds like they're going after Slack. Yeah, it could it could help with the collaboration. Like, off times in in uh, in Slack, we'll sit there and, and paste pictures back and forth to each other. Of most of the time, for dolls. Fun. Thanks. <laughs> most yeah, most of the time it's it's just for fun, but it it does help with collaboration at times. And so, yeah, it does seem like some of the features are aimed directly at Slack or uh, all the other chat 
platforms that are out there now. Now, now, Google, what is it? Duo, Dula, Duo, Duo, the Dula, Dula. Give it time, Google will be there too. They probably already are. We just don't realize it. We're here to deliver your baby and index it from birth. Oh. <laughs> Location history turned on. <laughs> um, that so. Duo is going to be the kind of the video conferencing part of it. The, the almost almost FaceTime esque is the phrase I keep hearing. Everyone keeps describing it that way. FaceTime, which is good. That's great. But again, it makes me confused because Hangouts did that already. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who uses their phone differently, I think Schmitty and I both do this. And Zonar, I think you use Elements. I use Hangouts now for everything. It handles my text messaging, my picture messaging, you know, my MMS, and Mm -hmm. my IMs within Hangout. And if I want to, I can start up a video call right there from within the interface. Yeah, my wife does that. My wife uses Hangouts for everything. I I like Textra for my SMS. So, Mm -hmm. but other than that, and then Slack for stuff that we do. But um, so, are, are we saying that in the future we could be looking at? I'm chatting with someone over Allo, and I go to start a video call, and it has to close out of Allo and go into Duo and launch in a completely different app? Yeah, possibly. Well, no, because they, they did also show their, their new Android instant app feature where it could pull in a, an instant of an app automatically without, launch, without launching the app. Without having to install sense? the app. Without having to install the app. You're right. So, yeah, I still have to load that app. But, yeah, you're right. I, you, how is the integration between Duo and Allo? It, it does seem odd that they're splitting those again. Well, why yeah, That was the nice thing about Hangouts. You could be in a, in a text chat, and then right in the middle of that text chat, start a voice call or start, start a video call. You can't do that with Allo and Duo as well, it is. While we're talking about the... Um Crap, what was the feature you just mentioned? The instant um, Oh yeah, the Android instant, instant apps. apps. Yeah, the instant apps. That's like one of the big highlights from the conference this week. People are losing yeah. their mind over that. So instant apps, and we've we've heard about this in the past. It's the idea that you can start using an app before you've actually installed it or downloaded it. And originally it was the idea that you could try out an app from the Play Store without actually downloading it and installing it, you know, which is, hey, a great feature. And that's how I had heard about it like a few months ago. And then what they discussed this week was actually one where, yeah, you could do that, but also, um, you know, say, for instance, you're at a bus stop and you want to be able to see when the next bus is coming and there's, say, a QR code or whatnot on the bus stop. You snap a picture of it and your phone immediately launches their app, the bus, the bus company's app, without installing it. It's yeah. not just a web instance. It's an actual app. That's really useful. And, and one of the examples they used on stage is one that I, I would use very often that, where they, they, they clicked on a, a park, park and pay or park, you know, a tap to park module or whatever so that you could pay for your parking. And it loaded just the part of the app that allowed you to pay. You didn't have to install it or anything. And and when they when they announced that, I opened up my phone and looked at the three or four different park and pay apps that I have on my phone that I only ever used once, but I had to install the app to do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have those four apps on my phone if we had that feature. I have three just from movie theaters. You know <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I have Fandango and I have Cinemark and I have the Megaplex app. And I may have had the Cinemark as well. (laughs) And I've only used them a couple times. I haven't needed them. So if done properly, I'm going to add two little caveats here. If they can do it properly, this could change everything. The second caveat is is it's Google. They're going to figure out a way to do it right. (laughs) Or they're going to kill everyone trying. It, the the good thing is though I mean it 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 does come in two parts and you're right if it's done properly it will work really well the biggest caveat to that is that it's mostly going to be on the developers because yeah they're putting this option for uh, instant apps 
into this SDK, but it's still going to be on the developers to be able to modularize their apps so that this will work properly. If if they don't modularize their apps properly, it's going to be a horrible experience or it's not going to work or they're going to have errors pop up saying they have to download the entire app. So I foresee, this is me putting my, my prediction hat on here, this feature is going to launch and the only apps that even get it slightly right are all going to be Google Apps. Google Apps you possibly already have on your phone. Um, and then give it another year and other app developers will fine-tune it and figure it out and figure out how to leverage it with their brand. Yeah. And in six years, Apple will add it to iOS, and it will be revolutionary and innovative. It'll be amazing when they do that. It'd, yep. it'd, be, nice, it's, it'd be nice for um, social networking. Say uh, I get an email saying, hey, your, your cousin or your sister or whatever posted something to Instagram. Well, I don't have Instagram installed on my phone. But I click on the link and I want and I want to see the the picture, right? So it loads the app just for that. I, I can see the potential for social networking. That's true. I'm so tired of getting a link to Pinterest or something. Hey, check this out! And I go to look at it on my phone, and instead of getting that picture, I get a stupid pop up that says, "Are you sure you don't want to install the Pinterest app?" Yeah, oh, that drives me nuts. I'm fairly certain. Okay, here's our home page. No, I didn't want the home page. I wanted the stupid picture. Um, And a lot of this then ties into the next thing, Google Assistant. Google now has had issues, but they've they've really cleaned up a lot of it. But it's still not perfect. Um, I personally don't like it as much on my phone because I can only use it with one account most of the time. Um, There are ways around that, and they've even... They've even worked on uh, fine-tuning that. But also, Google now just isn't very personable. For all the incredible information it pulls back, it's still an it. When I now, talk, I get a lot of crap that I just don't even care about. Yeah, which surprises me because Google knows the things I care about. Why are they giving me crap that I don't? When, when I talk about Cortana, I talk about it as a her. When I talk about Google Now, it's an it. It's just not very personable, never has been. They're changing that with Google Assistant, and they're making it so it's very, very intuitive. All that stuff we talked about with Cortana's uh, chatbots in weeks past, Google's doing that as well. Except they're expanding it, so it's also going to integrate with the Google Home framework that we already talked about, and Allo, and the instant apps. So here's a good example. We're on Allo. We're chatting. We're saying, okay, hey, let's do something. Yeah, let's do something. What are we going to do? Let's go see a movie tonight. Great. And we bring in Google. You know, we, we add at Google into the conversation. And now I'm chatting to my computer. What are some movies playing tonight? And Google responds back, oh, these movies are playing near you. Great. Uh, we want ones we can take the kids to. And it automatically adjusts that. And this is the example they gave on stage. Okay, yeah, Jungle Book. Let's do that. Who are you? Go- you know, let's let's do that. Schmitty, does that sound great? Yeah. Are you bringing all the kids? Yeah. Okay. Um, Google, purchase our tickets. And Google would then use the instant Fandango access, you know, the instant use app, and purchase all the tickets for us, and then give us the barcode, the QR code for the tickets right there in the chat. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Part of me is a little peeved about this. And maybe peeved's the wrong word, because we've talked about, you know, the IoT, the Internet of Things, the smart home, the, all the different systems, and how I really wanted Microsoft to succeed at this. Because Microsoft's philosophies and the way they do things tend to mirror my own. But it may be Google's way of doing things that becomes the most successful because, quite simply, they can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Instead of making a framework that works with everything, it might just be up to them to simply make it all work under their umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the the chatbot, the difference between Google Assistant and the one one that was released for Cortana – 
Microsoft said, all right, here's the chatbot API. Go ahead and code stuff for it. You know, they had one for Domino's, but because they had prepared it beforehand, but now everyone else is going to have to make their own for it. It seems like Google is taking the initiative on things like movies and pizza and stuff like that, and they're, all, they're coding the chatbot for Google themselves. So it's already ready. Well, let me ask you this, um, and let me ask you this as a developer. Has Google's framework and Google's philosophy made developers lazy? Because there used to be a day when developers were given a free tool from Microsoft, and they were chomping at the bit to show what they could do. So I have to wait for the bird to stop chirping. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wonder if that's the case, because... In in the Google I.O. address, even at, toward the end when they start addressing the developers, they talk about this tool, and I can't remember the name of it because I'm I'm not an Android developer, so I, I wasn't really I was only half paying attention. Um, they're they're mentioning this tool that will write the test case scenarios for you. You no longer have to code the test case scenarios, and 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 coding tests for development is a is a big part of development. But a lot of developers frown on on having to do that, and so giving you a tool that writes tests for you it does kind of lead to that air of yeah we're going to make you lazy we're going to do all the the stuff you don't want to do we're going to do that for you so you can be a lazy programmer <laughs> so it, it does kind of seem like it's it's kind of their their culture or or the culture they want to turn us into very much so. It'd almost be like Apple releasing a coding tool. Have you ever wanted to code something but didn't want to have to learn all that pesky code? Well, now you can. <laughs> Drag and drop. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember though, when the hardcore uh, programmers and developers used to do that with uh, with Microsoft, they rebelled, and Microsoft had to end up taking away all their uh, GUI editors as a result. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, of course, Assistant will integrate with uh, pretty much everything. I am excited to see what it does. And uh, I am also excited to see how it integrates with the home. It should also take on Amazon's Echo. So we're talking far-reaching effects here. Um, Android N, they don't have a name for it yet. So they've opened up a website, and they're letting you suggest things on this. And I don't know what that could, goes well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what could the internet possibly suggest that starts with an N? Hmm. Huh. Maybe make name face. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, even worse, uh, Google's form has no filter on it at all. So it doesn't matter what you put in there. It's going to answer sweet. You could put Mountain Dew, which doesn't even start with an N, and it'll still respond sweet. And it will and take. It does have to start with an N because it is. They have the N there, and you just have you have to finish the word. So it does have to start with N. It would be Mountain Dew. Now, yeah, it'd be now. Now, let's do N Map. <laughs> just put a bunch of random characters. Call it Novell. That would be fun. Nantucket Nectar. <laughs> Android Novell. Android oh my Novell. gosh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Um, good job there. Um, Google has also announced this week, this was not part of the IO and I'm fairly certain they hoped that this would go under the radar. Um, but Google will no longer accept, uh, ads or AdWords accounts for payday loan sites, um, or predatory lending. Good for them. Um, that's a real evil. It's a really, really bad thing. You shouldn't do it. But then the Alphabet Corporation went and like got a major partner who happens to be a payday loan center. So hypocrite, much? Uh, I don't. To me, this is kind of like you know ad blocks, ad blockers who don't actually block ads anymore. Yeah. Maybe they. Wait, was it? Did they buy it or did they partnership? They, they, partnered, they partnered with it. Oh. I was going to say, if, if they bought them, maybe they're just trying to buy them all out so they can bury them. Or bury them, however you want to say that. <laughs> that would be interesting, Google you buying up all someone. the payday loan companies just to shut them down. You can't bury them if you just partner with them. I guess you can sabotage them easier. That doesn't really <laughs> seem like the Google style. That's much more the BlackBerry style. <laughs> like, why are you tying these cement blocks to my feet? <laughs> or really the HP style, if we're being honest. 
<laughs> yeah, sure, we'll buy WebOS. We'll do a whole bunch of stuff with it. Just kidding. Um, they did put it in a printer, True. to be fair. <laughs> was the Android Auto News, was that from I.O., or was that... Oh, yes, that, that was, was. That came out a, couple, a, a day later. Yeah, I didn't, and to, honestly, this is one of the biggest things for me. This in Android Wear 2.0, which has so many updates, we're not even going to talk about it. Android Wear 2.0, it's going to be awesome. No, 2.0. Yeah. 2.0? 2.0? 2.0? He said 2.0. Okay. It threw me off. I was... My brain was frazzled for like five minutes after that. (laughs) Now I'm confused again. Okay, never mind. Android Auto. Android Auto. (laughs) It's getting some updates. It's going to allow you to use Waze instead of Google Maps. And, and this is the big one, it's going to allow you to run it right on your Android device. Let me explain because I realize it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right now, as it is, to use Android Auto, you have to plug your phone into a compatible headset. Your phone basically uses that plug almost like an HDMI out. It's mirroring the Android Auto interface to the head unit. Now, after this update, you simply pair it to a Bluetooth adapter or just activate it, just launch it, and the interface will come up on your phone or tablet. This means I don't have to go out and buy a $1,000 aftermarket head unit just to use Android Auto. Which is nice. Which is a bonus. I mean, it, that really, that's how most of us use our Android phones, right? We, we step into our car, we mount it on whatever mounting device we put there, and we fire up Waze. Right. And so this is one better. We install Android Auto, fire that up. It's a lot nicer design. It's a lot less um, noisy uh, so we can focus on our driving because we all do that. (laughs) And gives us access to Spotify and Audible. I am super excited about this. Um, Less exciting is the fact that the EU... Oh, hey, there we go. We're talking about it. Um, The EU wants to sue Google. For three point four billion U.S. dollars, sue or fine? When you're talking that amount of money, is there really a difference? <laughs> I guess it depends on what kind of lawyers you go through. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, so the EU is surprise of all surprise. Um, they're alleging that Google has used its dominance and unfairly prioritized and displayed their own shopping services at the top of every search result, and that it's shutting down rival services that way. Is it that their prerogative? It's our product. We're going to give priority to our product, but we're still going to tell you about other products. I mean, I just see that as kind of the freedom of doing business. If you if you walk into a grocery store, let's say Kroger, for instance, you walk into a Kroger and you have somebody there giving samples of Kroger product, it's not stopping you from buying the other product, but they're saying, hey, look, we have Kroger products. Try them out. We're pretty good. See, uh, I... The problem is, is that I can see both sides. Don't get me wrong. I think the EU is acting stupidly, but I can see their point of view. Their point of view is that they're worried that Google is being the big bully. If everyone uses that, then everyone's going to buy stuff from Google. And if that's the case, Google will be able to use their position to muscle around other companies. That's unfair business practices. At that point, you've left free market trade and you've gone into unfair business practices. That's a monopoly. But, and this is a big one. This is a very, very large one. This is an Oakland booty. We're talking, (laughs) I don't think. Stop appropriating other cultures. (laughs) I, I, I don't think the European Union understands that Google is a private company, not a public service. It's not a, it's not a public utility. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like if your phone service was only ever connecting you to people who used, you know, um, AT&T mobile phones. If for some reason every time they tried to connect you to a T-Mobile phone, it dropped you, it would only ever connect to AT&T. Well, guess what? That's illegal because your phone service is a public utility. Yeah, you may pay a private company for it, but it is listed as a private utility, as a public utility, excuse me. Google is not. Yet. Give it time. <laughs> no, that's a good point, though. I, I, I can't argue that. I, I, I just, I don't. Well, you guys know me. I hate government involvement in pretty much anything. And so this kind of stuff just drives me nuts. It, it really does. I just see it as the government being overreaching, the government being uneducated about how the internet works. Well, and you're not wrong. You're not. But like I said, I can see where they're worried. If you, if they they feel that this is a slippery slope, that if they don't nip it now, what's to keep Google from coming back and saying, Oh, Hey, Amazon, you know, so sorry, you never show up in, you know, specific shopping results that even when people enter uh, bath curtain, Amazon, you don't show up on there. Instead, it's a bath curtain of the Amazon sold by us. Maybe you if you ask what's maybe if you paid us a bit more money, then you could get onto the page. And that's kind of what they're worried about. Yeah. You ask what's to keep them from, from going full blown like that. And I think the answer to that is very obvious because they don't want to become a monopoly because that is illegal. Yeah. Yeah, it may look like they're trying to inch their way towards that, but I don't think they'll ever, ever go full bore and do that because it is illegal, and they know that they would get backlash from that. They're already getting backlash from just tiptoeing towards it. So I don't think they'll ever go. I don't know. No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you. I just think it's the mindset of the entire EU to go, but what if we can't let that happen? <laughs> We can't. Never again. Though this has never happened before, we will never forget and we will never again let this happen. Sorry, World War II reference. Okay, speaking of Google and hate, Google really hates Flash. From here on out, or at least coming up soon, when you visit a site, Google will attempt to serve up HTML5 instead of Flash. Okay. Nokia. (laughs) Nokia has come back from the grave. They've been sold off to some Chinese company. They're going to be releasing Android phones and tablets under their own name again. Good to hear. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm kind of excited to see what they come up with. Nokia made good hardware. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mostly excited, mostly for nostalgic reasons. Nokia was uh, my first phone, well, my first real phone after after the brick phone episodes. Um, so I, I, there's a special place in my heart for Nokia. So it'll be kind of awesome to, to see what they can come out with. And, and Nokia made good hardware. They made good hardware. Their software failed after a certain while, but their hardware was always good. Even when they were building phones for Microsoft and Windows, they were still good hardware. Yeah. Don't forget the N-Gage. It was a flop, but that was Nokia. They... They rocked that. Yeah. So. so I'm excited to see what happens here. And I'll bet well, you they start off better off than BlackBerry or HTC right now. Probably. But they will be running Android. I don't know. I didn't hear you mention that. But my question is, are they going to be starting from the ground up here? Or, I mean, obviously there's patents and, and ex- I don't think history so. there. Or are, are we going to see this kind of like a ZTE where they try and come into the market with you know, mid-range phones, low to mid-range phones that are low to mid-range, or Alcatel, where it's just kind of something that you expect to come out of a dog. And maybe they're the one that's going to buy HTC or or BlackBerry. Yeah, I mean, what what do you guys think is going to happen with this? Are are we going to see like amazing flagships right off the bat, or are we going to see... Is it going to take some years? I hope so. I would love to see something built with the same quality as their N65 or their N70, but on a solid Android OS. I think that would just be incredible. And if anyone doesn't know what those are, Google them. They were the 
epitome of smartphones before the iPhone came out and blew everything away. But they were built like un- unlike any other. And I really hope to see something like that again. They have the potential to be, to to play with the big boys. So um, we need to blow N sixty five or E sixty five. I think it was the N series. Okay. Anywho, um, Netflix released a little tool, <laughs> appropriately named Fast dot com. I can't believe they managed to get that URL. Yeah, I wonder how much that cost them. That had to cost them a lot. The idea is is that it's a very, very simple speed test where you're downloading directly from Netflix's servers. And the idea is is that you can take that number, compare it with what your ISP says you should be getting, and go back to your ISP and ask them why they're throttling Netflix. Okay, this is misleading. I applaud Netflix's attempts, but it's misleading. And here's why. I'm a network engineer. It's what I do for a living. I know my network. And I know that when I'm in my bedroom on my phone and I go to fast.com and it says I'm pulling 30 megabits. That's not right. I pay for 50 megabits. I should go to my ISP and complain. Well, how about in my office? In my office on my desktop, I'm pulling 42 megabits. Well, it's still too slow. I should complain to my ISP because they're throttling Netflix. Ah, but when I plug my computer straight into my router or straight into my cable modem, I'm pulling 57 megabits. So that's not an issue with my ISP throttling Netflix. That's an issue with my wireless router. Right. Well, you know, I do want to point out, though, that this tool does allow you to compare the the test to speedtest.net. And and Speedtest doesn't pull from Netflix's servers. So if you get vastly different numbers from the two, say you get 5 megabit with Fast.com, and then you go to Speedtest, and it shows you're pulling 40. Oh, yeah, that's, that's considerable. That's an obvious difference. Yeah. Now, but, yeah, the difference is you're saying, yeah, I'm pulling 35 here and 40 over here. That's expected, and, and, and I hope that they, they put that across on, on their website. They don't. They don't explain they don't. any of that. They say that if you're not getting what you think you should be getting, go talk to your ISP. And it's, I understand what they're doing, and I can't even say they're wrong for doing it because Netflix has often been throttled by ISPs, but it's still misleading. It's giving people only part of an equation and saying, see, you should have your pitchforks armed right now. (laughs) See, I think I need to arm my pitchfork because I'm paying for 100 down. Um Fast tells me I'm getting 15, and Speed Test is telling me I'm getting 27. So I think I'm having some network issues tonight. I don't think your computer is capable of hitting 100 megabits. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I'm paying for 50. They upgraded me to 70 for free, and my test right now, I'm pulling 85. So I can't complain. <laughs> well, sure you I can. This is America. That- Go for it. I used to have that with Comcast, though, Schmitty, and they found out, and then they dropped me down, like, really bad. Yeah. Um, we got some quick headlines. Let's blow through real fast. Uh, Zoner screwed up LinkedIn for everyone. <laughs> yeah. This was old news, though. Well, yes and no. LinkedIn was uh, compromised a couple of years ago. Um, and but a lot somebody of- now decided to sell all the stuff they got for like 50 bucks a few years old now (laughs) um so if you use linkedin and a a lot of people do change your password Um, hashtag hacks honor uh, apple (laughs) released an update to ios it fixed some performance issues in the ipad pro 12 and the ipad mini and the regular ipad air oh and by the way completely bricked the ipad pro 9.7 like straight up destroyed it oops Oops. Um, Mozilla announced that Firefox has surpassed Microsoft Edge and Internet Explorer. Um, It's still nowhere near Chrome, but it has now beat them, which leads to much confusion because that insinuates that Internet Explorer was still being used more than Firefox. Mm -hmm. Globally. They did point out globally. It had beat them before in the U.S., but globally, i.e., yeah, IE and Edge were still used more. 
from what I understand. Yeah, that's just weird. A, a big it's reason behind it is because Edge is still climbing the ladder, um, and in doing so, they're taking developers away from <laughs> Internet Explorer, so it's not being developed as much. I now use Edge full-time. Um, I'm using it right now. It the, the newest developer build has extensions and a whole bunch of other new features. It's pretty cool. Um, still not polished enough for everyone's usage. It, it's obviously a beta, the version I'm using, but it's getting there. Um, Semantic uh, Antivirus politely has a bug that allows anyone to access the computer at root level and alter the memory values. And it's on Linux and iOS, uh, sorry, OS X and Windows. So way to go there, Semantic. A cryptoware maker... Um, I guess they were getting ready to just wrap up operations. If you don't remember, Cryptoware is like a ransomware. It encrypts your hard drive and all your files, uh, makes you pay ransom to get them back. Well, security firm asked for the decryption key, and they just gave it up. I said, sure, here you go. And they gave the decryption key for free. Yay. Yeah. Snapchat released a new filter. It made people look even more white. Guess how well that went over. Stupid, stupid Snapchat. <laughs> you know, I find this hilarious because a couple weeks ago they were in trouble for making people look black. Oh, and never mind for making people look like they're going 120 miles an hour. Yeah, well, there is that. Hey, Snapchat, what are you doing? Have you really run out of ideas that hard? Um, and then finally, HP has released a 3D printer that works unlike any other 3D printer. It releases a almost powder and then it runs over it with inkjet like toner to color it and then it hardens it and then it moves on into a different layer and in doing so it is now a multicolor 3d printer very very cool but it's not quite as cool as the one that schmitty found that Let's see if I can remember this correctly. Releases a cloud of nanoparticles of metal and then uses a laser to fuse those metal nanoparticles in midair. Which I just I just want to see happen because it just sounds like science fiction. 3D metal architects, architecture. Yeah. You got to watch the video. It looks awesome. I can only imagine. Sounds awesome. Um, into our favorites. We have a couple more headlines. You're welcome to go and check them all out. There was a lot of news this week, and most of it was Google. But uh, mine comes from our friend Lisa Foyles. She and her friends decide to do an acapella version um, of the original Spider-Man theme. Lisa, um, much to my distraction, is wearing her Mary Jane cosplay, um, but she's not the only one. Everyone is actually in Spider-Man cosplay. We have Sandman. We have Aunt May. We have J.J. Jameson. We have Venom or Black Spidey suit. We have the original Spidey suit. And it sounds pretty cool, too. So it's definitely worth checking out. My favorite is the new Assassin's Creed trailer. Um, I am a huge Assassin's Creed game fan. Um, I've played all of the titles and I am looking forward to this movie greatly. I, I think it comes out within a week of rogue one. So, um, I might have to wait a couple of weeks to see Assassin's Creed because I'll be watching rogue one repeatedly every day <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, this trailer got me excited to, to watch Assassin's Creed. So check it out. And my favorite involves Davian advice from the 1800s. That's all fine and good, but really, it's Kate Beckinsale giving the dating advice, and uh, if there is a more pleasing woman to listen to give any sort of advice, then I don't know uh, who she is, because Kate Beckinsale has a perfect voice, perfect accent, and doesn't look too shabby either. She makes so, Zoner feel funny in his tummy. Indeed, indeed. And <laughs> it's actually, she's very, she's quite funny so um check it out all right well that is our episode this week again we love hearing feedback hey we'll go on 15 minutes on your feedback if you want uh write us feedback at stolen droids.com uh 
fill in the form at the website. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Until next time, cheers. Good one. Okay. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.